When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with attheraces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Thanks for downloading the Final Furlong Podcast. I'm Emma Kennedy, joined as usual by At The Races pundit Kevin. I use a fantastic racing database and it's now available for 50% off and I highly recommend that you buy it. Blake. That's pro form, ladies and gentlemen. Pro form for all your form analysis needs. Kaching! After all the stick you gave me, give when me. You si- when you when you sign up, type in Blake bonus, <laughs> and you get ten percent off, and they give me a big kickback. <laughs> oh man, that's not true. But maybe if you do it, they'll make it happen. I was so happy to see people tweet me saying, "Oh, you got to pull them up on this. This is ridiculous." Uh, that's it Kevin Blake. It wasn't even a plug. It was. It was a genuine, honest recommendation. Oh People yeah. Are so cynical nowadays. Oh yeah. Cynics. It was. Yeah. Genuine, <laughs> honest recommendation. I'd also like to recommend the Matchbook Betting Podcast, which will be available later on today, and that's a genuine. Ching <laughs> 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 Listeners, look look back through my look back through my social media timeline. Oh, for goodness fi- sake! Find yourselves a plug. You there's, won't find them. They're not no, there. No defense. No defense whatsoever. You're donezo. Clearly, is a defense. Uh, we're also <laughs> we are also joined by it's the return of the prodigal son. Tony Keenan is back in the final Fallen podcast. Welcome back, my friend. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's keeping well. Uh, Yay! You've been missed, Tony. You've been missed. There have been tweets. There have been Facebook messages. There have been Facebook group campaigns. Bring back Tony. If you've fallen out with him, please make up with it. How is the diesel laundering going? We need to know. (laughs) Uh, People have been in a panic that you haven't been here. But not only are you back on today's show, we're doing it again, Blake. We're doing it again, Keenan. We return to the ghosts for our Cheltenham preview night on the 7th of March. On the panel will be Kevin Blake. One of the best in the business. Tony Keenan, one of the best in the business. Sean Sean Boyce comes back over. Uh, I presume he'll be tipping 101 shots in the champion hurdle again, but he's a class (laughs) act. And this year we're joined... Class act. (laughs) I had to sneak it in. Barry Garrity joins us on the preview panel this year. Garrity! No, I'm going to continue calling him Garrity. Uh, Barry Garrity joins us on the preview panel this year. We were supposed to have Barry with us last year. Obviously, he had an awful injury. uh, And so this time around, he is able to join us. Hopefully, he'll stay fit and sound, and we'll get some great insight from him. Uh, And looking forward to it. Blake, how excited are you at the Cheltenham preview 2018? I sure look at it. It'll be the the 16th one I do by that stage. and I'm sure I'll be a bit jaded by it, but sure, look, we'll get it done, Nice. You've actually taken a poll on Cheltenham previews this year, haven't you? 
I'm doing two. Two. And that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so far, I'm doing two as well. I've taken a pull on them as well. So, Tony Keenan, how many... You've is... never done more than one in your life. Oh. <laughs> Take a pull on them. <laughs> Absolute madness last year. Uh, Tony Keenan, how many have you signed up for, sir? Uh, three. Ah, king of the gravy, Keenan, huh? <laughs> Tony Keenan doing more previews than us. The most important thing is you're going to be there <laughs> at the GOAT. Um, there may very well be armadillos. I think it's a 1.01 <laughs> shot that that's going to be mentioned on the night. Uh, I have no idea if someone's going to turn up in an armadillo suit, but we will give major props to that person if they do. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Tony, we had a lot of fun last year. Uh, you became an absolute instant viral sensation, so no pressure on you this year. Well, I, I'm I'm fascinated to see how you're going to sort out uh, distributing these tickets. Um, I texted Kevin last night, and I, and I really have a genuine idea how you should do it, Emmett. Um, one ticket per clean betting account would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair shout. It's a fair and, shout. And if, if, if the lads can run some absolute dirt through the Premiership football beforehand, that'd be even better, lad. <laughs> So, so one one ticket per mug punter is that what you're saying essentially? I uh, no 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 hold on no we're not consulting now we're just a team account just a team account. And lads, if you are a mug punter, if you lose five or six figures a year, we'll give you two tickets. Two tickets. Two tickets. Per, yeah, per two tickets. Uh, particularly with Cheltenham coming up when the bookies actually do take a bet although that's changing as well anyway uh we can't wait for it we're back in the goat it's going to be streamed live on facebook so if you don't get a ticket on the night it will be uh, streamed live on facebook uh, a lot of people um put us on apple tv or link their laptops to their television and sat back and and watched it in the living room which is a really cool thing to hear about uh, so if you can't make it, you can do that and watch all the madness unfold. Uh, it's also going to be released on YouTube a little bit later on as well. But looking forward to it. The ATR team do a fantastic job. And uh, I can't wait to be back on the panel with Kevin, Tony, Sean and Barry this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and hold on now. And just as an alternative to that, because something that I only discovered relatively recently that I didn't know existed, a um, bit of a caveman, is a Chromecast. Oh yes, I'll, I'll give I'll give that a plug because didn't, that is um, a serious bit serious bit of kit. Producer D bought you a Chromecast, didn't she? Yeah, basically you hook it up to your television there, and you hook it up to your to your laptop. And if you're playing anything off YouTube, if you're streaming it on Facebook Live or whatever, you press one little button and it lashes it straight up onto your television. Yeah, it's the right job now. So right it, job for it, Netflix or any whatever whatever you're watching. Great if, job. If you don't have a smart TV, you can turn it into one with Google Chrome. Yet another plug from Kevin Blake. Uh, <laughs> no, to be fair, he's Chromecast. right. Chromecast. He's Google right. Chrome. Uh, Google Chrome. Yeah, actually, yeah, Google Chrome's the browser. Chromecast, anyway, is the thing to use. Shall we review some racing? There was a... Any, do, you, do you have anything to plug, Tony? Do I have anything to plug? Um, no, not particularly at the minute. No, we just talk racing. Any, any okay, big just, articles? Just, just, any big articles on GGs? No, I had a bit on York Hill and then the, the few market moves last week. No, I've nothing, nothing in the pipeline at the minute. No. Okay. All so, right. so listeners, if you're a fan of Tony Keenan, just keep supporting Keenan Diesel and Co. Um, <laughs> your your customers, your customers, much appreciated. Um, in in Tony's absence from the podcast, it wasn't a coincidence that in his absence, uh, Tony uh, Keenan Diesel and Co that their fortunes have soared. You know, he, he's mm. had the, the shoulder to the wheel, working hard, 
washing away like a lunatic and uh, he's, he's reaping the dividends. Kevin, so Kevin. Keep, keep, keep supporting. Keep Kevin, supporting. you need to be very careful there because the Anko is us and I don't want that getting out. So just producer D, take that out. Take that bit out. Right, you have to be very, very careful there. I mean, we don't, we don't want people knowing we're profiting from diesel laundering. Like that can't be, you know, that can't be on the air. Did you take that out, D? Good stuff. All right, let's take a look back at the weekend's racing, shall we? Uh, at Newbury, we saw Native River win the Betfair Denman Chase. Sapphire de <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Apologies. I'd love to give you the name check, but uh, I can't remember your name. Uh, but some one of our listeners did a piece of absolute genius. They took Colin, oh, Colin Tizard's face, uh, screen grabbed it, and then added Ross Geller in the armadillo suit in the background. Uh, and one one of our listeners thought that was actually real, uh, which <laughs> is fantastic. Um, also, people were turning up the interview to see, was anyone going to shout armadillo? Alas, that did not happen. But that's because they're smart enough to know that this cannot happen until Cheltenham. And then the madness can completely unfold. Uh, so Native River um, made his seasonal reappearance. He's a horse that we've talked about a lot in the podcast because he's been conspicuous by his absence. Uh, but he runs out a 12-length winner of the Demon Chase. To be fair, Sapphire Drew did what Sapphire Drew does and had an absolute clangor. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure if Cloudy Dream is a stare, Tony Keenan. So what did you make of Native River's reappearance? Um, yeah, it was fine. He, he's really just doing what he's supposed to be doing there. Um, look, if someone has pointed this lad at, at 12 to 1, um, you know, around Christmas time when the rest of the Gold Cup horse are blotting the copy books for and they're sitting on a nice bet, um, he wouldn't interest me at whatever he is 6 to 1 for the Gold Cup. Safford the River's coming off a fairly significant injury, and Nichols is saying he's going to come on a lot for the run now. Cloudy Dream, I, I don't know whether he's a thief or he just doesn't stay at three miles, but he, he just seems to come there travelling and empty um, in the finish every day. So, yeah, I think Native River, he's really going to need it to turn up soft, uh, I think, to compete in the Gold Cup, mm. which is quite unlikely on the Friday going by what, what we usually see. Um, you've got this thing where horses are beaten in the Gold Cup tend not to come by. Um, and, and win it the following year or to win his defence last season he did have a number of hard races um, winning the Hennessy and, and, and a slug of chaps so he, you, you could make the case that um, you know maybe he wasn't operating at absolute peak at Cheltenham and the Tizard horses were particularly quiet at Cheltenham I think they only had maybe two placed horses out of I'm going to say 20 or so runners or so and, and they came back to form then obviously after that at the end being punched just down so there are a couple of little angles I, I suppose to support him and if you're on a double figures well done I, I, I talked to a couple of lads over Christmas who, who made a good case to me I didn't do anything about it but um, I, I would leave him alone at his current odds I would be quite in agreement there with uh, Mr Keenan um, I mean it was a nice reappearance run Kevin and it may very well be that this has been as connections have said a deliberate ploy to keep him fresh but this is going to be arguably a better gold cup this year i know we keep saying that's fallen apart but you're going to have the nutter might bite if sizing john is back in top form native river couldn't beat him last year um what was your thoughts on his reappearance and what are your thoughts as a gold cup contender yeah i thought it was fine fine <laughs> Final Fallen Podcast Bingo, which we are going to play <laughs> on Get In on Friday night. Uh, what Vanessa Ryle, the queen of the Final Fallen Podcast, and Kevin Blake and myself take over the show for a little bit. So um, make sure you tune in to Get In. Please, lads, hold on. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> so, no, I've actually something interesting here. You wouldn't believe who's entered for the weekend is uh, Duvan. 
Breaking news! Uh, stop. Entered, <laughs> entered where? He's in the Red Mills chase. A uh, Goran. Stop to, to take on presenting Percy. <laughs> Jesus, over two and a half miles. Uh, stop. So this is Willie Mullins bingo, Min's my champion chase horse, so Duvan has to become my Ryanair horse. <laughs> well, first ah, of all, Jesus, that's mad altogether. First of all, it's good and to there see he him. Is. I see him there, and our Duke in there as well. Ah, stop! This that is, can't happen. That, that could be a cracker if if it actually comes off. I don't see our Duke running that soon though. After they've talked, no, he's about running. It. He's yeah. running. Yes. What is going on? So this could be our Duke against presenting Percy, who Kevin Blake believes is an absolute machine, against. Duvan. <laughs> this, this is uh, and do you know do you know who else is in it, Kennedy? Your old pal Bells Hill. Ah, come oh, on, Bells Hill! He'll do them all. He'll do them all. Oh, absolutely Jeez, fantastic. Mary, scene. that that is Willie Mullen. Peak Willie Mullins, that is now. <laughs> if this comes from off from the depths of hell, he pulls out an entry for the, the previously ruled out for the season, Duvan, for the Red Mills Chase. Ash. Stop. This is this could possibly be the best race ever seen at Goran Park if it came off. <laughs> this, this won't happen. It won't happen. It, there's no chance, is there? <laughs> Zero chance. It's, well, there's there's always that chance, but so Jesus, so Val Cerlito, Val de Ferbet, uh, Sumus Novius pre presenting Percy, our Duke, who the lads are saying is a confirmed runner, Duvan, Bells Hill, the old Bally Casey, Baldark, a toy Phil. Dash, stop, some crack. Some crack. Duvan, running. Oh, it's a cheese. I see Tony Vroom Vroomag entered up as well. Hope yeah, I, I, I just, I see she, she's in the, she's in the buying hall at, at Navin. Um, so, yeah, crazy entries be the bollocks this week, definitely. Um, Hang on, on a second. Hold on now. Two, hold on. No, no, no. We, two we've horses. To, we've got to cut. Go on, Kennedy. Two horses who were potentially ruled out for the entire season are now... Lining also Picardi's for those who are interested interested in him for the stairs hurdle also holds an entry in the Boyne hurdle alongside uh, the mighty Augusta Case. Let's dance in there as well. And Tiger but Roll now. And Tiger Roll. But, but 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 Kennedy now we're missing the point here. We're floating around the issue. We're floating around the issue because if Tony Keenan is sitting there on on the on the HRI website pressing refresh waiting for the weekend entries to come up. Jeez, Keenan, you must fancy one for the weekend. Yeah, Tony, what are you waiting for? No, I'll actually tell you what it is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to Gordon on Saturday. Uh, so I, I was one of them up was entered. And when I, when I heard these two um, <laughs> stayers were entered, Air Duke and presenting Percy, I was actually hoping Bacchus would be entered because I thought he'd be the only two and a half miler in the race, but he hasn't been entered. So, um, yeah, I can see that. That's, that's going to be a very interesting race. Like, Presenting Percy and Air Duke, two stairs, you know, you wouldn't put down Goran as the most stamina emphasizing track, no. two and a half miles. Um, their targets are really in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, that, that's going to be a very interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say Dovan's a big price now to run, but, you know, a 12 fill ball, dark, good horses there, probably more suited to be the trip. Falsolito could run. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a bloody interesting card now, I have to say. Decent race supporting it. Come on now, Keenan. Be real with us here now. Not only are you sitting there on the HRI website, press the refresh like a lunatic at one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, you're already planned to go there. 
Keenan, we all know what's going on. You're going down with your pockets full of diesel on there and cash to absolutely lash into something. What is it, Keenan? Tell us now. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to see a good pal of mine and, and watch a bit of racing. Not, nothing more, uh, nothing sinister about it. Uh, but, but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there will be a good bet now. We won't know. I'll have to take a look now and try it and we'll see. But, oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, that's, that's just we'll, we'll, we'll look. We, we've asked him twice now, and he won't tell us. So, listeners, no, hold if on. you're at, if you're at, if you're at Gorham Park on Saturday, you know what to do. But as soon as you've seen the King of Cam walking him. in the front gate, you follow him. You follow him. Anyone, and you watch him. If anyone wants to ask me on Saturday morning, I'll tell them what I'm back in. Jesus Christ, the way I'm going at the minute, it's like boring money, so they're, they're perfectly entitled to ask. Don't say that, Tony. <laughs> You're going to be one of the stars of the preview night. We don't want to be hearing that kind of nonsense. He's uh, like Keenan Keenan's like Colin Tizard. He's going to hit form at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, someone's got a tip of 50 to 1 winner at this year's preview panel, so Tony onus on you although to be fair Barry did do uh, a charity double on who was it uh, Jeski and more of that um, the two uh, second string McManus horses that he rode to victory Cheltenham a few years ago so hopefully he can repeat that feat for us uh, this year right um, if Duvan runs at the weekend it'll be absolutely astonishing but and Vroom Vroom Mag by the way the story was she was donezo off to the paddock. So <laughs> now, to be fair, the story was that they said it was fifty-fifty at the, when mm. when when I last spoke to him, which was about a month ago. He said it was fifty-fifty. They didn't know what they were going to do, and the fact she she was in training away the whole time. But the, and you just get the impression she wasn't sparkling. So maybe she's just started to spark a little bit. Anti-post markets thrown into absolute chaos with the news that Duvan has an entry over two mile four. Uh, right, let's get back to Native River. So, Kevin, you were talking about the fact <laughs> that... that was a tangent. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thanks for taking us off on that one, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> you, you were talking... That was Keenan. That was Keenan. No. That was me. That was me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Apologies. Apologies. Me, yeah. Tony, how dare you? How dare you? Only back in the podcast and you're taking control of it already. Uh, the preview night's going to be a lot of fun, folks. Right, so, Kevin, you were saying final Furlong podcast, bingo, Native River was fine. How would you rate his Gold Cup chances in the back of his reappearance? Uh, I'll upgrade him to grand. He was grand. Um, he jumped out, made the run, and jumped. He was a little bit fresh, I'd say. He was a little bit airy at times, but did his usual thing. Came out, but needed to be nudged along quite a way out, but responded very well, and he was never stronger than he was on the run in. So, look, Lovely comeback, lovely comeback, good performance. Not a million miles off his, off his best. I know you can interpret the form in a number of ways, but probably not a million miles off his best. Um, Gold Cup prospects, um, I'd probably be with Tony in that, unless there's a lot of rain, he'd be more of a place prospect than a win prospect. Because ultimately, if he were to turn up on good ground again, why didn't he win it last year? You know, he, he ultimately he was beaten by Manila Rocco. You know, sizing John won um, with plenty of authority on the day, and he he's pipped by by Manila Rocco amongst the rest. You know, so um, I think he would need to improve on that. And I know he's coming here slightly fresher, but I don't know if a preparation like the one of which he's had is really what you want for a Gold Cup. Obviously, you can look at it one of both ways. He's coming there fresh. You could also look at it um, that he's not. Uh, what do we call it? Uh, strongly enough conditioned for a race like the Gold Cup, just on the back of. Yeah, I have a I have a theory on this type of stuff, and I'm just I'm going to throw it out. I think with the Gold Cup and the Champion Chase, um, and maybe Cheltenham in general, you really want to be with um, this season's horse. You know, the yeah. horse that has that has absolutely thrived this season, and maybe they're not at that level quite yet. 
but you know they'll find a little bit of improvement that's necessary because they've been going so well through the season. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of exceptions to this rule. Um, Sayer de Gruz, you would have been a great example of this the first year he won the championship. The Gavin said, you know, he doesn't handle Cheltenham, this type of stuff. Um, but he was he was in such good a form, he, he went and won it. But dodging then the bullets as well? Dodging bullets? Oh, dodging, dodging bullets is, is such an example of it because he was he really mm. wasn't really anything special either side of that year, but everything just went right from that year. Um, Sayer de Gruz, when we went back the following year, it didn't work out for him because he sort of had an interrupted prep and things hadn't gone right. Um, Sprinter Sacra Sprinter Sacra well he, he he would disprove that I suppose when he regained the champion chase although the previous year when he did a bad prep it, it didn't work out for him um, so I, I just like that idea of, of this season's horse uh, obviously Sajan John would have been a classic example of this in the Gold Cup last year and he, he's anything but this year um, and I think I, I think we actually with Sajan John Jessica got a hell of a lot of praise for a train of him last year she, she was brilliant with him um, she saw that he was a steer. She helped him gradually in tip. Now, Robbie Power, I think, had a good bit to do with that. But um, I'll tell you, her, her decision to run him at Christmas now was questionable. Um, and I say that having backed him at Christmas. Um, you know, backed him up quite quick. You know, and, 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 and you know, they, they possibly could pay the price. I suppose we're going we're gonna to find out in March. We're going to find out maybe a punch down if, if she can get him back to the level. But um, it's a tough ask now to, to, to win a Gold Cup in a season where things are going wrong. There aren't many horses who, who win, win Gold Cups off that sort of preparation. Native River's another horse like that. Who It, it wouldn't be the AD preparation. And I suppose Altior too, who I presume we're going to talk about next, is um, in, the same, in the same boat. And if anyone hasn't read it yet, I think I put up a link to it yesterday. Um, Jamie Lynch at Time Farm and Tom Heslop has done the stats from had a, had a brilliant article up yesterday just about these horses coming back um, of you know extended breaks, two hundred plus days, sort of one prep run and then maybe a target later on, and very very few of them improve for the, from from the first run to the second run, and that'd be a lovely niche angle into maybe opposing Native River, but also opposing maybe Altior. Yeah, you go through mm. the list of Gold Cup entries and you've got Coney Gree, who I presume will be another non-runner on the day. Um, but if, like I would take the view that Native River's performance was fine, but if we use Cloudy Dream as some bit of a form guide, then definitely Red has to come into it because he thumped him uh, as well. And he's 20 to 1, whereas Native River is 6 to 1. But in your mind, Tony, who is this season's horse for you? Who is the one that really interests um, you? The two horses that would jump out as this season's horse are Mike Bate and Road Respect, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Um, Mike Bate gets been slagged as uh, as he's he's quirk and he's this and he's that and he's, and he's the other. He's won his last five starts. You know yeah. he he keeps him in the business. I, I think the quirkiness now is is keeping him at, at a reasonably fair price now at three and a half to one. Um, as long as it doesn't turn into a bog, you know he, he, I think he's going to be hard to beat. Um, Road to Respect. I thought it was a brilliant decision not to run in the Irish Gold Cup. Uh, just with the way the ground went, there was no need to run them. Um, I, I'm all for horses running, and I'd be totally for that. Get them out there, get them competing. But he had three runs now pre-Christmas, or up to Christmas. He'd already won a Leperstown Grade 1. Um, Outlander sort of franked his form. I, I would be doubtful about him staying the trip, um, because I think he's quite a strong traveller. He was a little bit outstayed up the north when, when Outlander beat him. But the HUD seemed to help him a bit at Leopardstown. And he would be one now, I'd be saying, whatever he has done so far, he's probably going to improve again. 
So to me, it's it's, it's Mike Bate, it's Road Respect, and two horses that have ever, had everything go right for them this year. And they're also, which is another interesting angle, I think, into the Gold Cup. The, the second season chaser is the horse that, that is often the, the, yeah. the, does the basis. Just for whatever reason, they, they, they've got the scope. They tend to be maybe still a little bit overpriced because they haven't just reached the level quite yet. So those two. And just before I go back to Kevin, uh, what are your thoughts on Coney Island? Um, can't knock him on what he's done. Absolutely horrendous price. Yeah. Um, he is a rotten price at eight or ten to one. To put him in the mix now with, with road respect, been around the same price is incredible to me. He, he would want to be 20, 25 to one for, for, for me to have any interest. I don't particularly like the fact that the Swerve Leopard's down with him. I know he's probably going to pitch up at Ascot this week. Mm. Um, does that hint at a little bit of, a, of, a, of an underlying stamina doubt with him? No, he, he's a horrible price now. He, he can go win all day now at that price. I, I would take him beating with him. I suspect that. Um, my early season thoughts are going to turn out to be wrong here and they're going to end up running him in the Reiner well he, he's certainly getting the preparation of a horse that, that, will, that will run in the Ryanair um, yeah maybe the Ryanair will be a different story it, it's, it's going to be a weaker race I haven't actually checked what price he is for the Ryanair because it's been Gold Cup talk all along but I presume he's not he's a broadly similar price weaker race obviously but yeah, yeah he yeah, he would need to do something fairly spectacular now at the weekend for, for me to even consider him for a Gold Cup. It's just worth bearing in mind that he is only seven as well. Um, Kevin, having talked about Native River and having talked about um, the horses that Tony deems to be the most likely winners, the ones that are certainly in his mind, uh, my bite, to be fair, is the horse that you were talking about a couple of weeks ago has been the only one who hasn't blotted his copybook, and you're a huge fan of Road to Respect as well. So, um, on the basis of the Gold Cup trials that we've seen so far, are you in a similar mode of thinking to Tony? Yeah, I'm still with Road to Respect. I mean, he'd be the one I'd be with. Um, Mike Bite has done nothing wrong this season to lash out the old cliche, but the concern I have is that we'll see that quirk in the scan at Cheltenham. Because that's where he's been at his worst in that regard in the past. Not just in the RSA last year, where where everybody saw it, obviously. But watch back when he <clears throat> when he won there as a novice hurdler. Uh, he tried to do the exact same thing, but there was a rail keeping him in. Mm. Uh, there's something he's run there. I think off the top of my head now, I think he's run there four times. Two times he was quite well beaten, but the two times he found himself in front of Cheltenham, he went walkabout in a big way. And mm -hmm. uh, it's worth watching that novice hurdle. It was a novice or handicap hurdle. You, you'll, you'll soon see. I think it was a handicap but he, hurdle. He, it might well have been, but he went walkabout. And if that rail wasn't there, he would have been up in the stand. Um, and whatever it is, horses are strange creatures. And sometimes they just get a, a, a notion in their head about something and it's difficult to get them out of it. And going up the run in at the end of a race at Cheltenham is not something you can, you can simulate to try and get them out of the habit too readily. And I would just be concerned, and I'd imagine that they'll be doing everything they can to try and deliver him there a little bit later, if at all possible. But if he finds himself in front of the run-in, that would be a big concern for me. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if he does find himself in front of the run-in, because he's a very, very good horse. Yeah. And and uh, he's done everything right this season, and he's coming in with a, with a lovely preparation, even though I would much prefer if they'd given him the little run-in between, I'm sure. Nicky will probably give him a race course school somewhere. Uh, well, I very much hope he does um, for reasons that we talked about 
um, in weeks gone by with Robbie Mack, I think it was, that he just can get a bit fresh mm. and he wouldn't want to jump the way he did on a seasonal reappearance um, because the, that sort of inefficiency uh, is not what you want to be doing in the Gold Cup, no matter how talented you are. Um, and they're the main concerns with him now. You know, I, I don't doubt his talent. I don't want to sound like I'm knocking him at all, but I just think that his vulnerabilities, um, the, 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 the very few that he has, will potentially be exposed in the Gold Cup more so than any place else. And that, that would be the concern I have. He's still a not unreasonable price if, if you're not afraid of such things. You know, the market hasn't got carried away with him, I don't think considering how his season has gone. Um, but I look at the prices. It'd be easy for me. Road to respect. I think Cheltenham will bring the best out of him. I, you know, everyone talks about York Hill jumping way out to his left when he when Road to Respect beat him um, last season at Ferry House. But you watch Road to Respect around. He he's he very much jumps out to his left, um, not just in that start, but in other starts. And while Leopardstown certainly helped him last time, as we talked about in the build-up to York Hills run there, Leopardstown isn't really an ideal track for a horse that jumps left because there's no rail to retain them on the, the landing side of the fence. So I could see Cheltenham bringing him on a little bit more. Um, I, 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 you know, Tony has acknowledged that there is a bit of a stamina doubt, and of course there is until they go and do it. But I think he's fine. I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, there was a stamina and, doubt uh, about sizing John last year as well, to be fair. And he yeah, through, there, there, so. there often is. You know, we, as we've talked about for many, many years in this podcast, the Sheldon Gold Cup is a very unique test of stamina. And until they do it, it's ill-advised to assume they will. Um, but a uh, road to respect, it's, it's not something that, that's high up on my concerns for him. And I still think he's a very fair price. Okay, let's drop back in trip. So the two miles and for the Queen Mother Champion chase, we saw the Betfair Exchange chase. Uh, formerly known as the Game Spirit Chase, and Altior became the fifth dual winner of the race. And Kevin, he did it in some style, to be fair. Um, he's only going to have the one run, obviously, going into Cheltenham, but a lot of people are going to be getting excited about this. He's now 6-4 to four on in some places for the Queen of the Champion Chase. Um, Polisolog is the horse who set the standard in the UK this season, and he brushed him aside with contempt. He did. It was a good performance now. And I'd say Nicky now would have been dancing would have been dancing all night after this because it couldn't uh, it, because it couldn't have went much better really because look the horse has had a bad preparation, you'd have to say. Um it's far from ideal to be going in Cheltenham off one run. And the way they rode him suggests that you know they wanted him to win basically doing as little as possible, just to not overdo it. And he was ridden to, to follow Politolog. He took a good, enthusiastic hold, as he often does. He jumped well in the main. He was a bit gassy and a bit airy at a couple, but you, you'd forgive him that, given that he's coming into it so fresh. Um, he was actually quite bad at the water jump first time round, and nobody's even yeah. comment on but that doesn't, doesn't really That's matter. That's a good point. No one is talking about that. No, it doesn't really matter. It's not something I get hung up on, but um, he traveled great and he just all hands and heels picked up away and put away a good horse that, that has had a, a fine season in Politolog and put him away well. So you, you, you just have to be really happy with it. You know, again, as we mentioned, as, as Tony mentioned in the context of Native River, it's never an ideal preparation. But Altior is a horse that's so talented that, you know, everything, everything is, you know, everything's relative. You know, we can. We talked about dodging bullets, overcoming. You know, in that ideal preparation to win the champion chase, he did. It's all relative because that was one of the worst champion chases we've seen in, in a long time. Oh, you know, horses horses can overcome things um, in in <laughs> if the race isn't up to much, you know, or if the opposition disappoint. 
you know, it's only when a horse has to run to their tip, tip best to achieve something that you start fussing about things like an, an, a not ideal preparation. And there's a chance that Altior could win a champion chase, not on his best day, because he is that good. But mm. you have the likes of Min, and you have a couple of others there that, that come into the mix that are, that are very good horses. So Altior may need to be at his best to win the champion chase this year. Um, but look, in terms of you know, his preparation, is his preparation, but in, a, in terms of a prep race, this was pretty ideal, I thought. It was just what I wanted to see going into it. And now we can all get very excited about the, the long-awaited rematch between Altior and Min. Yeah, I think that's the way of, of looking at this, Tony. Um, there's obviously been uh, the, the Min camp and the Altior camp for quite some time. Uh, and it looks as though it's finally going to be happening. We'll finally get the rematch. We didn't get it in the Arca last year. Uh, we will get it this time around. What did you make of his comeback? And what did you make of it in relation to his chance for the Queen Mother Champion chase? Because he's very, very short now. Uh, but everything Kevin said about him, how impressive he was, is 100%. Um, but I do come back to this thing that, you know, there's a bit of a bounce, bounce theory coming in here. Um, I, I'm a big believer in the bounce theory myself. Like, that, you know, I'm... I don't like backing horses. I certainly don't like backing them at four to six in champion chases. Uh, I don't think this is substandard champion chase. I think Min's a proper rival for him. Um, I think this season we've seen a number of these high-profile horses that have bounced. Min himself probably bounced a little bit at Christmas, although probably race tactics didn't help in that day either. Mm. Um, Fahim might have bounced a little bit at Christmas, although maybe that was something extreme again. But um, I would like—I would sort of like Min here. I actually backed him after Leperstown for this. Um, I thought he absolutely loved getting the lead. I thought that really suited with Specialty R, the way the race unfolded. Specialty R is going to be in there again. There's only one thing he's going to do at Cheltenham. Um, Simon Rowland's made a, a, an interesting argument just that maybe Min doesn't like fast ground, although that's said he finished second in Supreme. So I wouldn't just draw too many conclusions at that just yet. But I just I don't I don't know with the LTR thing. I, I don't like this sort of angle where he could possibly bounce, uh, and especially at the short price. So uh, Min, Min would be the bet for me. But it it would I wouldn't be a massively strong bet or anything. But I think he's a proper horse too, and things have gone right for him this season. I just thought he's, I thought he's brilliant the last day. Yeah, um, I, the last day just seemed to be so. Christmas obviously didn't go to plan at all. But uh, last time out at, at Leopardstown, he just absolutely blitzed them, and you got the impression that that's the real man like that is him that's what he's capable of and if he brings that to the table on queen mother champion chase day then for one thing we're going to be in for a fantastic race but secondly altior's got a proper rival on his hands he's gonna to have to run pretty pretty much up to his best um i suppose his best has been his two peak runs to, to my mind would be the uh game spirit last year uh, and the Sandown race last year. He, he wasn't brilliant in the Arca last year, although I do think that was largely due to how the race was run. It was slowly run. Um, and uh, he, he was he was facing some fairly ordinary rivals there now in, in that Arca. But I, see, I, I just come back to this thing. Like, it, it's not the ideal prep. Um, you've been asked to take four to six or whatever it's going to be about him. Wouldn't be for me when he's got a meaningful rival, that would be the way I would approach it. Yeah, and that would be the way I'd approach it as well. Uh, it's not Irish bias that we're getting stuck into men. 
It's just that he's the better price of the two. Right, the feature race... Irish bias. A complete Irish bias. Absolute Irish bias. And Willie Mullins bingo all day long. Uh, right, the feature race, the Betfair Hurdle, went to Amy Murphy's Kalashnikov, who's a horse that we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast as well, Kevin. Um, improving young horse, a novice in the Betfair Hurdle. This just seems to be the absolute recipe for success. And to be fair to him, in awful ground... Uh, it looked particularly bad uh, by 3.35. He was really, really good. He was good. Um, it'll just be interesting to see where they go with him. Because it was... Uh, God, to be honest, I I actually didn't get to see this live. I watched it on a replay. Was there a lot of chat about Jack Quinlan's ride afterwards? Did he get, did he get a lot of praise for it? Tony? Again, this wouldn't be one that I, I look massively deeply at saw just at the time, and I, you know, beyond that, I don't have, I don't really have any strong views on it. Yeah, I watched yeah, it I, on. Cause, cause, cause I thought, I thought it was a super ride, and you know, Jack Quinlan isn't the biggest name. No. Uh, it, it just, I, I hope he got loads of praise for it because I thought it was very good because the horse was was never really travelling, was he? Yeah, no, he wasn't. I don't, I, I don't know. Was it the ground? Was it, the, you know, it, this would have been the, the more than likely the strongest run race he's ever encountered. You know, being so inexperienced and it being his handicap debut, but and for, the horse just didn't seem to travel for him. But for all that he didn't travel, for somehow Quinlan managed to get him into the race at the right time, and at the end, he's pretty stylish. Yeah, he's ultimately won very well. He's well on top of Bluet Rouge. He travelled much, much better than he did. But it was just a gritty performance. Now, one that, uh, you know, very much to me at least suggested that, you know, going up and trip would be the way to go. Uh, fairly lively. Um, the horse has a big pedigree, actually. Lots of stamina in it. His dam is a unraced sister to Kicking King, um, amongst others. Um, it's a very strong national hunt pedigree with lots of stamina there. And based on that run, you know, the, even even his previous run in the uh, in the Talworth, you know, just wonder going up and trip now. I don't know what they'll do with him. He's up to 154 now. I see. So, you know, if he was running something like the Coral Cup, uh, he, you know, he'd be near enough top weight. So perhaps they'll just run him in one of the novice races. Uh, you know, I see he's he's entered in the for the Ballymore and the Supreme. He's a much shorter price for the Supreme, but. Uh, God, if he's mine, I'd be looking at the Ballymore, I'd say. Um, on better ground, more than likely. You know, I just wonder, would he be, would he struggle for pace for the, for the Supreme in a nutshell? Mm, I was just thinking about the previous winners of this race, and JP's had a, many of them, like Mike Tento, yours, and they all ended up going for the Supreme afterwards. Now, I know you're saying he's got that staying pedigree, but how much is the looming presence of Sam Crow going to put everybody off? I don't think, you know, Sam Crow looks as good as he does, but you could never be running away. You know, you can't be running your horse in what isn't the suitable race on account of on account of one opponent. You know, you got to kick on and have a go. And, mm. you know, I, I would just be concerned now that the Supreme could be a little bit quick for him. Um, would, be, would be my thoughts on it, um, especially on a sounder surface, you know. Yeah, uh, but very, but lo but lovely horse, you know. And to be you know to be fair, the, some of the comparisons you made there to previous Betfair hurdle winners, you know, the likes of my tender yours was was winning the Betfair hurdle, you know, traveling everywhere, looking like a real pacey horse. Whereas this fellow was the absolute opposite to my eye. Yeah, um, it, it, I, I I'd be going up and trip, but that's just me. Uh, to be fair, Tony, this probably was his big day. I mean, whatever he does for the rest of the season is going to be a bonus, and it's fantastic for Amy Murphy to be winning. Uh, a big feature race like this on terrestrial television, and that's a very valuable handicap too, so it's a huge bonus to the yard. Um, 
your impressions of what they'll do with them for Cheltenham? Well, it's it's interesting in that I suppose the Talbot we're often saying is why is that a Grade One type of thing? And people are always questioning, saying it's one of the weaker Grade Ones. But this year it doesn't seem to be working out too bad. Um, he's come out there and he's won that of what is it, one forty one? You know that that's a that's a pretty decent performance, one at four lengths. Um, I think there's a particularly I think Somerville Boys' performance in winning that Talbot was the best. Novice hoarding performance in the UK this year on time figures, so that's probably you know form that isn't too bad. Two horses that I thought um, sort of travelled well in the race. One sort of finished his race out completely different to the other. Blue at Rouge, um, and obviously he's been very disappointing really since, since winning his delight. Um, so really cruised the race, tra- travelled very very well. Um, I don't. I suppose one of the handicaps of Cheltenham, a county hurdle or a, maybe even a car cup again, this race probably plenty of emphasis and stamina where the ground was. But one that sort of tanked all over and probably actually travelled the best was Verdana Blue um, coming up the stand rail there. Jeez, it was, she was absolutely tanking and um, finished 10th. Um, maybe that was the ground. I, I think they generally keep her away from soft. So that was quite eye-catching. Um, I'm, I'm not massively familiar with the horse. Is this a thing that she does sort of overall? I know she placed in the Ascot race before that, but it was it was pretty eye-catching, apart from the finishing effort, which wasn't that in, encouraging. If they can teach Cor Blimey to jump, Cor Blimey, uh, then that could be a very, very useful tool. He's clearly got an engine, but he just cannot jump at all. Uh, the bumper was won by AC Milan. It's the listed bumper. Uh, no pressure on that horse. Two of the last three winners were Barters Hill and Ballyandy. So we'll see how he gets on uh, for the rest of the season. Let's move on to Punchestown on Sunday. Um, cross-country chase. The P.P. Hogan Memorial cross-country chase was won by Avangar, or however you pronounce it. Uh, don't <laughs> Jesus, that's a horrendous, horrendous effort. Uh, Josie's orders. <laughs> Wait, no object. Finishes second, only beating a short head, to be fair to him. Um, and the Bulger dominating again. Uh, there'll be big players, Kevin, in the cross-country chase at Cheltenham, but big players behind the mighty cause of causes. And Tiger Roll, of course, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. the first yeah. and second. The, uh, the, the, the power, and the, the, certainly the Cheltenham, you know, I think, and the, to be fair, um, you know, leading lady trainer in cross-country chases um, is, is Edna, still... Yeah. An, it's still an absolute weapon in uh, at Punches Sound, especially. But it's amazing um, what Ed- Edna Bulger is able to do. Edna is an absolute star. <laughs> who was it wrote the real, article? Real trail, real trailblazer for female trainers in, in Ireland. Who who Fantastic. was it wrote the article recently, and it was actually published and went to print? Edna Bulger. <laughs> who wrote that? I know, I know who wrote the article, but I know myself that it 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 often isn't the writers that do those little, that do the taglines and the headlines and everything else. So I, I'm reluctant to name him because okay. it, it almost certainly it almost certainly wasn't his mistake. <laughs> to, to be fair, it could have been the the sub editor who did it, but somebody Al- almost certainly was uh, sub editors. <laughs> S- sub somewhere a sub editor was being uh, made to be given a very red face as the headline was. Ed, Edna Bulger once again wins, or something like that. Those lines was absolutely maybe, ridiculous. Maybe, maybe you're maybe you're reading this wrong. Maybe we have a hilarious final furlong listener. That's uh, that's a sub editor at the publication in question. I thought it'd be brilliant, which it was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they listened to the podcast and they thought this would be a great joke. Last night, get in on this one. We'll get, I hope so. We'll, we 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 we'll we'll consider it that way. It's even funnier when you think when you think of it that way. I think. Um, um, what do you think of these yeah. two in terms of their chances for Cheltenham? 
Yeah, look, it's different. You know, Punchestown is different to Cheltenham. There's a lot more banks in Punchestown. It, it, the races tend to be run a little bit differently. And I think it is, it's ill-advised to try and interchange form and take one form, one piece of form from Punchestown and try to directly translate it to Cheltenham. I think, I think Cheltenham is very different. We know Josie's orders is more than capable of doing his thing around there. Um, the miles are building up on his clock a little bit, mm. you'd have to say. Um, where, whereas over Nya, who, which is how I'll go with it, uh, Tony will correct us both, I'm sure. Oh, oh Tony's, <laughs> Tony's the expert for French pronunciations. Actually, let's get it now. Tony, what's your pronunciation of Over Nya? It's just nothing. Jesus, lads, I'll tell you something. All these competitors get a hard time. All these competitors had this race absolutely spot on in the morning. I was kicking myself at I went out for a, enough to do something and come back in about a minute before the off. And I was looking at this race and I says, Jesus, um, and the Bulger now, he'll he, he win this be here, could be crook, but he know over that and uh, Josie's others. Um, but geez, I thought they had a spot on in the morning. Like it, it sort of finished up to maybe five to two and 11 to four. Josie's others says, oh, there's not much juice then. Come back in and. Um, Overnight's pushing for four or five to one on Betfair and the other the other Josie's other is, is, is about three or four to one. And um two absolutely crazy gambles in this. Um that you know, you would wonder who was back in these because there's no logic to it. Um the one thing about the cross country chases over the years is that it's all about experience. Um horses that are first timers over really tend to struggle. And we had this Venetian de May was sent off 11 to 4, having run stink in Torless the time before. Yeah. And Sammy Black, or not Sammy Black, sorry, the other um, Anna Fleming, was Hurricane Darwin was sent off 4 to 1. I cannot believe who was back in these. Um, I don't care how undercooked the Bulger horses were. I just, I was breaking sticks to myself. I just wasn't set up to my bed at all. Um, but my God, it, it was really weird market moves behind the two of those. Now, maybe that says the two Bulger horses are going to improve. Plenty for the run. Um, that that would encourage people with a view to Cheltenham. Uh, just a quick question for you, lads, off the top of your heads. When's the last time Ender Bulger won the um, cross country chase? Oh, I, I have the stats on this last year. It's ages ago. I technically won it with um, Josie. With Josie, yeah. yeah. After yeah. Eddie well, Curran, he was disqualified. Is it, is it five years? His record is awful. Is it his, his recent record is terrible. 2010. 2010. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was doing a piece for that Cheltenham book, and that was one of the things that sort of came across. This horse are probably a little bit over better on the fringe, would be keeping, I suppose, the, the stats looking pretty good for the, uh, in the Fox Hunters over the last few years. But mm. recording the cross country now wouldn't be great, and his horses always tend to be pretty short. I think it's a thing with the cross country that uh, other trainers, you're more, I don't know what you call them, the mainstream trainers that aren't just saying Hunter Chase and cross country horses are. Aiming a little bit more at the race, you know. Philip Hobbs obviously won it with that. Um, what do you call him? Balthazar. What's his? Balthazar King. Balthazar King. Yeah. Balthazar King. Yeah. Tony Martin won it now with a horse that Jeezy a miracle to win any race with him. Revised door and obviously Gordon Elliott last year. So you know, I think that sphere's getting a little bit more competitive. Um, Gordon doesn't seem to have much interest in trailing them round Punchestown. He, he just seems to go straight to Cheltenham with them. Yeah. Run them yeah. in November and December, which probably, which probably makes sense. So, um, yeah, just he with just, the winner. What, what, go on, yeah. He just brings them over on the sales day, doesn't he? That, that's what he did with Cause of Causes last year, and he gives them a bit of a schooling session, and that's that. Thanks very much. And then he gave him the run at Leopardstown on... Um, uh, Dublin Racing Festival weekend and it just gave him a, a nice race course run there where 
everyone knew he wouldn't have a chance of winning. But that puts him spot on, and now he's going to be ready to defend his crown. And look, he's got a fantastic Cheltenham Festival record as well. Like he will take all of the beating again. <laughs> he's an absolute I, I, solid I, I, moral. <laughs> I actually have the stat here. It's not updated for last year's, but obviously last year's wouldn't have added to it. So since the 2009 renewal of the cross-country race, um, Enda Bulger has had 20 runners. Uh, none of them won, and only three of them hit the frame. And if you looked at the, the if you look back at the prices there sent off, you know, because yeah. like Tony says, Enda obviously had a big edge in the early days of, of these races at Cheltenham and used to clean up with spot the difference and uh, Garcia and Petra and the who likes. We, who we lost a few weeks ago as well. And what a legend. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, he was I, I got some enjoyment now over the years watching him oh, and JT go around that cross-country course. Absolutely Poor dead. JT. Well, well, he wasn't deadly. That was the thing. You know, JT done such a job riding him. Um, it, it made up for some some occasional inadequacies inadequacies in his jumping. But, but he was just a bit um, lazy as well. But he just he just loved that. He absolutely relished the cross country game. And the second the cross country races were added to Cheltenham, um, JP obviously was sending him over there. And JT and Spot the Difference had this remarkable partnership that just worked so so well. And and Enda JT and Spot the Difference absolutely dominated those races in in the early days. Um, oh, do you remember? Yeah, do you remember the day he um, he he won around there, and he slipped up pulling up. Yes, it was an it awful. It might have been sight. at the November meeting um, or December meeting. Lydia and was everyone. Everyone, yeah, everyone Lydia thought he was, was in big trouble. Yeah, Lydia was on or UK that day, and uh, and she got into like I think I was in a state. And to be fair, Lydia is, is someone who's you know always very professional, um, but but she got very worried as well uh, live on camera because that, it looked awful. It looked horrific, but. Up he got. He was a monster of a horse. He was a fine big thing. But uh, he gave us a right fright that day. Yeah, it was a big drama. But uh, anyway, we digress. And anyway, Enda basically, Enda would have had a big record in that race going over the years. But as Tony pointed out there, um, he has not been enjoying much success in March at the very least. Yeah. And um, I just be, and I think maybe the market's kind of copping onto it a small bit. But it's just something worth bearing in mind. Uh, come the time, Punchestown, different story, Cheltenham uh, in March especially, and uh, not so good. And it's also worth bearing in mind, uh, and as Tony has kind of alluded to there as well, that you know, trainers want to win races at the Cheltenham Festival, and if you think you can win the cross-country chase, then you're going to aim for it. And Gordon is obviously a genius. Uh, Philip Hobbs has done it. So Tony Martin, you know, other trainers have cottoned on to, look, this can be done. We can win this race, and everyone is, is given it a right go now. Uh, you still have some jockeys who will not ride in the race whatsoever, uh, no matter what the prize money is. But um, it's a Cheltenham Festival race, and look, just load up the wheelbarrow and absolutely get stuck into cause of causes. He's an absolute, he's a solid moral, uh, and should oh, be. Look, back he'll he'll run question. a noble race and finish second. To you're Tiger you're so wrong. You're so wrong. It's not even funny. Enderbolger <laughs> uh, did have a winner in kind of remarkable circumstances with Gil Gamboa. Burning Ambition looked all over the winner, who's a horse I've been talking about quite a bit on the podcast. He won at Christmas time at Limerick. Um, he's a very highly regarded hunter chaser. He's only seven. Uh, and it looked as though um, James had got him right into contention at the right time. And suddenly Nina and Gil Gamboa fought back to go and win. Now, they're not going to be eligible to run at Cheltenham, but they can run at Punchestown, Kevin. Uh, but uh, can we talk about Burning Ambition for a second? Because... I'm not entirely certain if he's fully qualified, but if he is, I love that run, and I would be very, very keen on him for the Cheltenham Festival. 
Oh, he's qualified, yeah. Oh, yeah. get stuck in. Get stuck in. Uh, this this thing's going to take all unless, the beating. Unless I'm mistaken now, we're just glancing at, at the form here. There's no reason why he can't He'll be, take all the beating. He, like, he you, wouldn't be qualified. You're getting that close to Gil Gamboa. Um, he's going to win the the the, the um, Fox Hunter Chase at Cheltenham. Um, he'll have to do it on different ground. I see he's won a point-to-point and good to yield. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously his, his 200 chase runs uh, have been on very testing ground. Mm. But um, no, fine run. Like you say, Gilgan Bow is a proper horse that retains loads of ability. And the finish second to him um, was a fair go. Absolutely. Uh, Burning Ambition, another. That's the next best for Cheltenham alongside Cause of Causes. Right. Uh, there was a lot of tweets coming in to the at Final Furlong Pod Twitter account, which you can follow us at Final Furlong Pod. And uh, they were saying how ice cool Gary O'Brien is as his Folsom Blue got the job done in the Grand National Trial handicap chase at Pontchastown. Uh, Jack Kennedy, Gordon Elliott combining once again to win a big handicap. And Gary O'Brien absolutely ice cold. <laughs> On ATR, it was a fine performance, uh, Kevin Blake. Yeah, I didn't get to see this live, so I, I, I didn't get to see what you're referring to. But it's uh, it's no surprise. I've been beside Gary a couple of times when the likes of Bayan were running and a few others, and um, he he's nervous, but he he would never dream of showing it on camera. It's amazing! Uh, it's delight. amazing how he manages to just. I'd freak out. I mean, I'd I'd just be the microphone would be gone. Oh, well, we know you. We closure. know you would. You you freak out when you tip the winner. Never mind the right. winner. <laughs> Running to the winner's enclosure, uh, throwing Gina Bryce into the air as they do the interview live and going in and giving the horse a big hug. Uh, I'd lose it, but to be fair, uh, Gary is just all class. Um, False and blue. A class act, you might say. I I would say he's a class act. uh, (laughs) As the final front podcast bingo continues. Um, Having watched the race back, Kevin, what do you make of his chance? Grand National obviously going to be next for him. Is he a player in your mind? He, um, I actually didn't hear the, the debrief. Are they looking at the Irish National or the big or the age three national? Uh, Tony Keenan. I think the Irish Grand National. Yeah, they're going to go for the Irish. The Grand Irish National. national. Yeah. Irish Grand National. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I I must check his revised mark, but I assume he'll be up around one forty, and that should be enough to sneak him into it. Um, obviously, with the with the Grand National, with the Irish National, having the prize money having been boosted significantly last season, it took a bit of a higher rating to get in last season than it yeah. would normally. Yeah. So I suspect it'll be high one thirties will be the sort of number you need, and he should have that now. And it's just been a fantastic buy. You know, they they bought this horse as a as a ten year old. You know, anyone buying a ten year old, I'd be looking at him funny. Like they paid twenty, they paid twenty one grand for him. And uh, by God, what a buy! What a buy! He's won. He's won twice now in four runs, and he he he'd run a stormer over hurdles the previous weekend. You know, so it was a big shout from Gordon to run him again eight days later. You know, having travelled the sand down and you know run in testing conditions, ran well, finished fourth. But you know, to to back him up quickly was a fair shout. And um, yeah, this, it was a it was a a fine staying performance that's one thing he always did very well was stay all day hmm. and uh, Gordon's just done a great job it was a great job Mouse O'Ryan uh, bought him there uh, and a fair bit of buying and a fair bit of training and yeah sure he couldn't be but delighted for Gary and the lads he's got a good crew of lads there that come into these horses with him and um, you can only be delighted um, it's been a tough time for Jamie Codner our thoughts are with him and his family but he was on the winner's mark which was lovely to see in the 450 the uh, bumper um, an eight and a half length winner 
for Gordon Elliott, who's been doing quite well. It's really been the Gordon Elliott Willie Mullins show in the bumpers this season. Um, he looks a right prospect, Tony. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty decent performance. Um, uh, don't know really what he beat, beat. To be quite honest with you, uh, Cassie North didn't look in love with the game. I thought he was a little bit hard to stay on, a little bit of a head carriage. Mm. And Chungia went backwards from a right. I actually backed Chungia. I went backwards completely from a, a pretty promising debut effort over or up at Navin. Um, was the horse to get away John beat or sorry to beat get away John on, on, on debut would, would be getting a bit of a form boost there Tornado Flyer he, I think he's from the family of Hurricane Flay so that, that was a pretty promising performance considering Tornado Flyer was first him out that day he was strong in the market too um, so they obviously think a little bit of him I think there's a winner's bumper or two coming up over the next couple of weekends I wonder would he go to something like that en route to en route to Cheltenham Getaway John to me looks a little bit more of a steer um, mm. so I think there might be actually be a two and a half mile winners bumper at, at, at Nace as well in the next couple of well maybe the uh, early March, which could be a a, a possible um, for him. Okay, a couple of pieces of news just before we wrap up. Uh, Vanessa Ryle's favourite horse, Modus, will be aimed at the JLT at Cheltenham. Uh, Vanessa Ryle will be freaking out on the Thursday. Um, Sammy Joe Bell has announced her retirement from the saddle and. Um, also, Road to Respect goes straight to Cheltenham, which I think we pretty much had guessed already, but there you go. Um, as we wrap up, Tony Keenan, is there anything else you want to mention from the weekend? Um, well, like, Gary O'Brien, like, what a bit, whatever about the horse, Gary O'Brien, like, just wow. Like, Hero. Like, just Gordon was interviewed after it, uh, and he said, well, well Gary, bu Gary bought the horse, and he, and he picks the races, like, so I don't really know. <laughs> I didn't see that. You know, and I, I, I just I noticed that these horses that Gary O'Brien has been involved with. This lad, uh, Bayan, um, what was the other one? The the horse that McLaughlin had that won on Cork. I can't think of different colours. Kevin. Oh, the horse, the horse that was second in the national. Um, I can't think of what his name is. Yeah, yeah, you know the horse. They went in blue and yellow colours. Fixed canvas. There we go. Jesus yeah. Christ, we're totally in, in general. They're just all these horses just seem to be brilliantly placed. Um, maybe they're not going for Cheltenham, and maybe they're not going for the massive races of Punchestown, but by God, they're in all these ones that are with decent prize money and feature races on a, on a Sunday. But Gary would be some um, he'd be he'd be some racing manager for some lad. He'd be absolutely brilliant. They're completely wasted doing it, of course. But um, my God, in terms of picking out targets and that type of stuff, um, he'd be class. He's a, he's a great lad to say the aiming at these good races that are on at the weekends. Although Kevin wants to do away with these good races at the weekends and put them ah, all into here. one bloody meeting. Ah, here. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> get them all get them all in the same car. Absolute they're, madness. They're now. Absolute madness. They've got, they've got no mother or father at the minute. Give, ah, give, come give on. A, that's give, absolute give a bit madness. of a spotlight. Look, we're gonna we're, a bit of a we spotlight. will talk more about this on <laughs> Thursday's podcast. Uh, Kevin and I are recording that before we head out uh, to take over Get In, Luke. Jason, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. Uh, with the Queen of Dundalk, Vanessa Ryle with us as well. Uh, thank you so much to Tony Keenan for joining us again. Uh, great to have you on the show. Uh, Kevin Blake, pleasure as always. Looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. That's when we're back with our next podcast. Uh, you can find out more about our Cheltenham Preview Night on the Final Forum Podcast page or the At The Races Twitter page. And we are on Get In on Friday evening. From Tony Keenan. Good luck. From Kevin Blake. Jeez, I only thought we were getting going. <laughs> 
And for me, Amos Kennedy, we will see you on Thursday. Have a good one, folks. God bless. Have you downloaded the free app, The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.